Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you let go, you're trusting yourself. You're trusting the universe and you're sending out this vibe that, you know what? I'm not in control. That was a big part of my release was the people pleasing and more so the perfectionism was all about control. It was all about control. And I lead differently now too. I lead my team completely different than even two years ago, but really like four or five years ago, I had this I have to get it done. I can't delegate. I need to be in control of this. And when I freed myself of all of those things that were holding me as a prisoner to my own greatness, I will say, I really stepped into, I will call it the light. I stepped into my own power and I said, here I go. Let's go together. It's transformed me, but it's been a very long journey. I would not call this an overnight success. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I have online mentors and teachers and books and all of the things that have really kind of guided me to get to this place. But it is it's much better place than it used to be. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Aaron Deal. And this is a very, very fun episode. You're going to find us improving our way into many experiences. Erin is a phenomenal lady who helps develop teams and leaders through play, through improv, and through experiential learning. And we dive into her background and just what happens when you embrace the power of failure, the power of the unknown, how to sit with that discomfort and learn the best about yourself. Fascinating background, fascinating background, but also a beautiful example of what can happen once you identify a gift and translate that across your life and career. As some of you know, I've been putting these episodes on YouTube, so you can also watch this on YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Tyroxin if you are a visual learner. Until next time, enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Erin Deal. Now, Many people have Monica's. Dwayne has Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, Tyo here has Tyo the African Superman Rock. <laughs> but Aaron has Aaron Big Deal. All right. I-, I love the fact that her name actually fits into that moniker, but Aaron Big Deal, <laughs> educator, salepreneur, and professional Zoomie. 
Her mission in life is to develop teams and leaders through play, improv, and experiential learning. She's the founder and CEO of the professional development company, Improve It, a recovering perfectionist and the host of the Improve It podcast. We're going to be talking about a whole host of things today, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tayo. I'm so pumped. And also, I think I'm going to change my middle name probably from Elizabeth. It's only big. It's only right. Yeah. It's only right. It has to happen. And I need you to be like, wherever I go, I need you to like introduce me just like that. So I can have that introduction because that was amazing. And I giggled several times. So thank you for that. Hey, we always want a good giggle. So uh, (laughs) I'm glad that you have that. But a lot of the way I introduce you plays into my love performance, right? I've always been the guy that likes to be larger than life, even though I'm actually more of an introvert than people think I am. But it's an interesting perspective that I have. But your career, your career has been filled with theater, filled with drama. And you've done a lot of sketch comedy. And I'm very curious as to the early versions of your life. Before you went to Clemson University in South Carolina, what was your life like? Yes, go Tigers, by the way, go Tigers. So let me rewind to the early 80s in a living room in South Carolina where I was a talk show host at the age of three for my family. Do you remember Double Dare, the show Double Dare? You know, so vaguely. I don't know that I watched it. I think I was cognizant of it. Okay. I was like doing Double Dare at the age of three in the living room. I was the talk show host, Mark Summers. I was constantly, my mom was in community theater growing up. So I was born in South Carolina, but I moved just all over the place growing up. So I always came back to theater, but my mom stuck me in a production of My Fair Lady when I was three years old. I started dance at three years old. And so... I grew up in a household where my mom taught piano and voice out of my house. And my mother is 5'2". She is a character. Like, she's literally, my friends are like, she is a cartoon. She really is. So I just grew up with this love of music. And I was the dancer. I I didn't get the singing gene from her. She's very high soprano, got a lot of vibrato, you know, don't have that. I'm really good at karaoke after two glasses of wine, but not that. I grew up in that type of environment and started doing sketch in high school and fell in love with it because I always say this too, like I, I just love to laugh. I didn't plan. I was voted class clown in high school. My happy joy is when I can make somebody smile or make somebody giggle like we already giggled a little bit. <laughs> and and so for me, the greatest joy is that laughter and celebrating it. And that's what life is all about. So that was the early years. And then it sort of progressed from there, but always had a love of it. And I love that you have too. It's such a great foundation for your youth. And it just teaches you so much about yourself and about others. 100%. It's a great playing ground. One of my favorite pastimes is to go to stand-up comedy shows or just watch comedy specials just because I, I teach communication as well. I've always said that the ability to make someone laugh really involves a lot of observational skills. You really have to know the person and know the audience. When I was younger, I used to get in trouble a little bit for being a class clown. But <laughs> but over the years, I've seen the fruits of those habits of mine to want to, to cause uh, you know the class to laugh. And I think it's a beautiful thing because now that you, we do 
you know, what we do today. You say you're a zombie. <laughs> what is a zombie? What is a professional zombie? I know zombies. Yes, that is it. I live on this platform. So, and I was telling you this before we hit record, we were a completely in-person business because we improve it. The company I own, we use improv laughter to transform professionals through play and help them become the best version of themselves. We call it power skills. Okay. So when the world stopped in March of 2020, I had nothing to give it. Nothing. It was one of the most scary moments of my life because we had the business then about six years. And I, it was almost like senior year of high school. You know, when you look back in your yearbook and you're, I'm, I'm talking a lot about high school today. When you look back in your yearbook and you're like, oh my gosh, look what we did, how fun it was. You didn't really realize it in that moment. I hadn't stopped and reflected. I was always just pushing forward. And so I said, there's absolutely no way that we can let this go. It's too special. We've created something so wonderful So we put everything online and that's where the term Zumbi came. Every one of our workshops, every one of our offerings, we created new things called Laugh Break because of this virtual world. And I'm going to tell you, it was a crash course in resilience, a crash course in failure, a crash course in just fly the plane while you're building it, you know, kind of a deal. I literally lived on, I didn't leave Zoom. Some days I looked at my Fitbit and I was like, I got 10 steps. Uh, but, but so I called myself a professional zombie because I was just sitting on this thing all day long. And now I do it part of the time, which I, that's a great hybrid for me. Yeah. And to your point, I was doing research. You believe we're moving towards a hybrid model. For sure. Okay. So before we go to the hybrid, I just want to provide context for the, the audience. Aaron here used to do off-Broadway. I think he did that what, for two years, right? Two years? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of rehearsal, feeding off the audience. And so when she's talking about March 2020 being this scary moment, and it was scary for many of us for a live performer, I want you to understand what that feels like. You have no interaction. You don't know where the source of income is going to come. Everything is shutting down. And for you to switch to go to Zumbi and now hybrid, that's not only resilience, but that's a lot of creativity. On, on that aspect. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because I know several people in the field of ours who thought the same thing. I, I think I had a significant amount of income lined up because of live events. And then when March started happening, well, it was February 1st. And then we started hearing rumbles and then March. Yes. And then when March started happening, they were like, oh, you know, it's just rescheduled. You know, we'll do it next year. And I was like, okay. And then it started hearing the cancellations. And I said, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean cancellations? We don't know. We don't know when it's going to come back. And that's when the Zoom world came there. So it was there and it hurt. But what coming back? Well, and on top of that, I just want to add I have 22 improv, we call them improv professionals, but they're facilitators between Chicago, New York, LA. These human beings are like the funniest people on the freaking planet. And they performed, when I say weekly, I mean like four times a week in live theaters, in big theaters. And They, I was concerned about our business. I was concerned about them. And I was concerned. There was just thing on thing on thing that was, it was an onion. Let's talk like Shrek. There was, it was an onion. There were so many layers to how I felt like I needed to quickly pivot 
to support all of that because they wanted to work. I wanted to work. People in professional, you know, in corporate America are sitting at home. And I was like, let's do this. And so it was just, it did hurt. It hurt. When I say it hurt, I mean, tears. Yes. Sleepless nights. I mean, it was just crazy, but we did it. And now we're better for it, but it was rough. Yeah. And well, someone who is a self-described recovering perfectionist, I'm sure that hurt a lot. And then you also said you've been people pleasing for a long time of your life. So I'm very curious how you figured out how to navigate the perfectionist side of yourself, as well as the people pleasing side of yourself to end up creating a safe space for yourself as a leader in order to create a safe space for the world and your employees. You are amazing at, hey, don't quit your day job because you're an amazing interviewer. (laughs) Thank you. I love that you know all these things. Yes, I call myself a recovering perfectionist turned failfluencer. And I will say this, when I started Improve It in what was it like 2013, I came up with the idea, 2014, we soft launched. I was a different human being. I really was. I was constantly stressed. I was very reactive. I remember somebody I knew once saw me in a coffee shop before work at my full-time job before Improve It. She's like, I didn't say hi to you. She was like, your energy was like, really? Like I was angry in the mornings because I was like, I got to get on the L and then I got to go to, you know, walk through all these people. That was one part of me was this stress, but also it was because of perfectionism that I was constantly stressed. Because if I didn't do something super well, I would beat myself up to try to to make it work, right? I would just do whatever it took. I always say I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room, but I will always work the hardest. And so eventually... I got, and sometimes I am the smartest. You know, I'm going to give myself that. Sometimes I am the smartest. There we go. There we go. Yes. (laughs) That, yes. But it took a lot of mindfulness and a lot of, so just to get real personal, I went through a journey with infertility, like a massive one. And for years, and I will say, I think the universe guided me to that because I had to learn to mother myself before I could be a mother to anyone else. So I really leaned into meditation. Everybody always says this stuff, but it it works. I have a very serious morning routine that if I don't do it, it will definitely impact my mentality. And I got into this practice of letting go and really surrendering and allowing. And that is the perfectionism side. And I started to really realize how important failure was to my growth and everything that I did. If I was trying, then I should celebrate that. And so through that lens, I started to create boundaries for myself with my time. Because as you know, as an entrepreneur, there's never enough time, but I made time for the things that were important. And instead of saying yes to everything, I really recognized hell yes or hell no. And if it's a hell yes, I'm going to think about it. Do I have time? Do I have energy? If it's a hell nope, nope, not doing it. And so I really leaned into those practices. And guess what? Even through that, I let go of probably a lot of the things that were holding me back from being a mother and through a lot of circumstances and science. I'm a mom to a two and a half year old little guy. (laughs) I saw that. Thank you. Yeah, she has a beautiful family. I saw that. And, and that's amazing. I, I always say that in order to work in your perfectionism, you have to understand the art of letting go and the art of failure. Those two things are often the things that, at least for myself, I find myself just 
staying with, oh, like I failed there. I can't let go of this. And once I get better at letting go and understanding that failing is actually in my benefit, it's working towards my benefit, it allows me to become you know, a lot more freer. Yes. With the consequences. Because it's almost connected to this lack mindset where you feel like you lost this opportunity and you're not giving yourself, your greatest self, a chance to even explore another chance or whatever the universe has for you. You're like, no, this is the only thing that has to happen. And I missed it without recognizing what the potential for the future is. A thousand, a thousand percent. And I think it's like, when you let go, you're trusting yourself, you're trusting the universe, and you're sending out this vibe that, you know what, I'm not in control. That was a big part of my release was the people pleasing and more so the perfectionism was all about control. It was all about control. And I lead differently now too. I lead my team completely different than even two years ago, but really like four or five years ago, I had this, I have to get it done. I can't delegate. I need to be in control of this. And when I freed myself of all of those things that were holding me as a prisoner to my own greatness, I will say, I really stepped into, I will call it the light. I stepped into my own power and I said, here I go. Let's go together. It's transformed me, but it's been a very long journey. I would not call this an overnight success. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I have online mentors and teachers and books and all of the things that have really kind of guided me to get to this place. But it is it's much better place than it used to be. Well, one of the ways to get out of the prison of perfectionism and the rigidity of, of all that is improv. That's it. And so I wanted to give you a chance to explain improv and you have a specific improv role, which I know many people might know, but in case someone doesn't know, there's this idea of the yes and. How has improv helped you create a safe space? Okay. And I didn't get to that part of your question earlier. So here we go. Let me get to that too. (laughs) I actually know the real definition of improv. Like I can say it to you from Wikipedia. Okay. And then I'll tell you my version. So by definition, improvisation is the practice of acting, singing, talking, reacting, of making and creating in the moment and the response to the stimulus of one's immediate environment and inner feelings. Okay. Thank you, Wikipedia. That's what they say. Improv is letting go. It is exactly that. It is reacting to what is said. And it is using this concept of yes and, which is postponing judgment allowing that person to feel seen, feel heard in what they've said. And when we do that, when somebody feels seen and they feel heard, they want to show up. When somebody wants to show up, that's when they're they're fully engaged selves, whether it be work, family, whatever. And then when they want to show up and they're more engaged, things start thriving. Productivity rises within organizations. Families and ecosystems, they thrive because people are allowing each other to feel as if they matter. I did not make up this quote, but I love it. It's like, pretend that everybody has a sign around your neck that says, make me feel important. That's what yes and is. It's really allowing somebody to feel, I said something in a conversation and it mattered. That's it. And with yes and, is it that you, I mean, I've done this a few times, but is it the fact that you don't reject something and you build on something that allows you to just explore with whatever energy that is in the room. So like we could do it right now. If I said to you, I'm going to say to you, I love your sneakers because I told you that earlier. 
And you were like, no. So tell me, negate me in that conversation. So Kyle, I really like your sneakers. I would love to wear them. You know, you can't. I think they're really cool though. They're my favorite color, teal. Oh, they're not cool for you. But I want to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that's honest? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like, if I could be one thing, I'm like, I want to be cooler. (laughs) Okay. So that's negating. Okay. We're going to do the same thing. And this time, so we're going to just have you use the words yes and because this is an exercise. But after we get through with this exercise, I want to tell you, you don't have to use those words, but let's try it again. And I'll say the same thing. So, oh my gosh, I love your teal sneakers. Yes. And they're your favorite colors. I know. I love them. It's so much like I literally have teal all over my house. It's kind of a problem. Yes. And if you ever make it to New York City, I will gift you these sneakers. (gasps) I am coming to New York in three weeks. (laughs) Yes. And you may take them away from me. (laughs) But that is a true fact. Okay. But see, in that example, that first conversation, I felt shut down and there was really nowhere to take the conversation. I'm like, I want to be cool, right? Like I felt like I didn't feel cool. I wanted to be cool. And there was really nowhere to continue that conversation. Yes. This second round, we could have talked about what was going to happen in New York, where we were going to meet up, how great these shoes would look on my feet. What outfit was I going to wear with these shoes? How would I accessorize with a matching earring? I don't know. You know, we could have continued that conversation. Options. Yes. Whereas a a no and a rebuttal just stops conversations. It's a fun vacuum, I say. It just creates negative energy. It's really what it is. Are you saying that in a lot of teams today, there's a lot of that stonewalling that happens that doesn't allow for the full range of expression from employees? Yes, We ask this question a lot of times, so we'll do a heightened version of this exercise where they plan a party and we've got people yes-anding each other. Then we'll whisper in somebody's ear, okay, you're the yes-but person, which is, I I will talk about yes-but in just a minute. But then, so then the conversation keeps going and we've got this one person giving the yes-but. Then we throw in a no because. And so literally it's like all these yes-anders, one yes-but, one no because. And you can hear just the volume of the room get lower because as that no person keeps negating, it's sucking the energy out of that conversation. And so this no person is really the person that's sometimes the leader because 
they're squashing ideas. So we asked participants after, how did that feel? Is this typical of a meeting that you've sat in recently? And they say, yeah, like, you know, people are kind of like reluctantly raising their hand. It's like by their ear, you know, like me, but it's very common and it happens in every organization. I don't think, you know, a specific industry is to blame. It's everywhere. And so we just hope people understand that that's the yes and how much more fun was that? How did that feel? So eventually you can, once you understand that concept, you don't have to say yes and because people get really confused by that. You can still say no to an idea, but you can reframe the no and you don't always have to say yes and. You just have to thank the person for sharing and add to it. And you may never choose their idea, but you're giving them the confidence to continue to brainstorm and bring ideas to the table. I love that. And obviously, when you say like that, I'm sure people listening will be able to see how they might be doing that inadvertently, maybe even where they just, it's the power dynamic. And so to them, maybe they're like, oh, why are you interrupting my meeting time? You, you can't override my authority, but maybe they're looking at it through the wrong lens where it's more of a, oh, this person wants to feel like they're part of it. And this will give that person more confidence, which will make them actually be a better performer, which will improve the bottom line of the company. That is it. Great leaders know that. They see that. And so I love it as a tool to teach people because it's fun. You laugh, you get silly, you interact, and it's not boring, you know? Well, okay. So I know that you do this because I did a lot of research. You have a lot of easy icebreaker tips, right? One of the things I hear when I consult with companies is, you know, I don't know them. They're from different backgrounds. I don't know what to say to break the tension. And sometimes they don't want to say anything. And then it's just me saying something and that's silent. So what are easy icebreakers to use? Yes, I love this. Okay, can we do one together? I mean, yeah. <laughs> are you ready for this? Okay, so yeah. here's one. I call it the golden ticket, okay? So on the count of three, and you can do this virtually, you can do this in person. It's it's definitely louder in person. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll do our most quiet yell, but this does require some yelling. I don't want to like bust eardrums, you know, while people are running or in the shower, wherever you are listening today. So here's what happens. On the count of three, I'm going to tell you that we just won the lottery. Now, this isn't like a million. This is like mega mill. Stop what you're doing. Go live your best life. Millions. Okay. Okay. On the count of three, you and I are just going to celebrate that. And we'll do it as quietly as we can because normally what happens on Zoom is I mute everyone and we're just on camera. So, okay, let's try it. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. We just won the lottery. Yes! What? I'm traveling all over the world. I'm going to every freaking country. Yes, yes. This is the high kick. I'm doing a high kick. That's the high kick. What else? Yes. I'm getting a plane. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I knew nailed it. You nailed it. Okay. Okay. Sorry, eardrums on I'm everyone's sorry. earbuds. No, that was amazing. You're like, I'm getting on a plane. Okay. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, what energy level do you feel like we were at? I don't even think I reached five because I'm very energetic, but I'll, I'll say five to be safe. So I don't scare the audience. Wait, out of 10? Five out of 10? Yeah, I am so energetic. I, you know what? I, I was trying so much to mute myself so that the eardrums wouldn't break. But yes. But you know what was happening? My whole mood changed, even though my face feels lighter. I feel like my my chest got 
less heavy and I'm like ready to take on the, you know, the day. Yes. It's like I took a monster energy drink. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm going to turn it up one more notch. I'm going to turn it up. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. This is round two. This time I want us to get to a level 10. Now this may involve I can't move. I'm literally in a closet right now, so I can't I can't move around. But I would do just when my arm goes like this. No, it's a high kick. OK, I'm doing high kicks. <laughs> I want us to just go nuts. OK, we're at a 10. And if you see me not giving the same level of energy as you, I want you to get up in your computer. OK, audience, you can't see this, but he's going to get in his camera and like look at my T-zone right now, this yeah. oily T-zone. You were going to get up in it and make me get on that same energy level as you. OK, yes. Now, this is round two. We just won the lottery. Oh, Let's rate it one to ten. Yeah, I, yo, what do you that think? Was, yeah, that was my ten. I was going. That was my ten yeah. too. Yeah, I think I, I think I pulled a shoulder muscle. Yep. Okay, I did something in my throat. <laughs> I feel like I need so much water. I feel I've got to drink. Here's yeah, I'm gonna drink my water too. So oh my god, that is a giant water bottle. I love that. Okay, uh-huh. the coldest water, one gallon of water every and day. And you get through it a day. Good for you. <laughs> okay, well that. I feel like I could run a, a marathon. Oh I am goodness. I yes. am jazzed. Okay, so see what that does is what so let me ask you, what happened from round one to round two? What do you it, feel? I feel just like you were saying, I want to go to the gym and bench yes. every freaking <laughs> rep I can. It is so wow. That is so cool. Yes. And so what it teaches you from round one, round two is accountability for the other people in, in your space for Keeping the energy level at, you don't have to be at that level, but keeping it up. And if you see somebody who needs a little pat on the back, bring them up, say, got your back, bring them up with you. And it's just a fun way to start a workshop or a conference or just get people moving and just enjoying each other. Because what I love about improv is fun. And, you know, we were talking about energy. It's like, if you're not having fun, you're not attracting good things into your life. You're resisting them. So the more fun you can have, the more you'll break down this like, I am going to work today, robot that you are, and allow yourself to be a human being and actually interact and live a fulfilling life. Yes, I love that. I'm going to start using that. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know. I feel like I need seven cough drops now. Oh I'm like, gosh. oh, I know. that was... That was fun. I feel like we're buying every plane. We're going to we're going to new places. Things are happening. Oh my god, that was so much fun. I'm so thinking about it. Okay, okay. So I did promise something. I said I promise we're going to get the hybrid later on. Now, and I want yes, yes. So how are we as a world going to work on engaging and cultivating company culture in this hybrid world? I mean, it's got to happen, right? Because this is it. Work happens, y'all. That's what I always say. The why. So that's my little acronym for hybrid is. W-H-Y, work happens, y'all. 
because I'm I live in the South now, and also I'm half Southern, half Midwestern. That's why I have this nasal twang. I say I'm like Fran Drescher on a farm, <laughs> the nanny, you know. But I mean, it really means that work is going to exist no matter where you are. So how can you make it what I like to call cloudy? How can you make the people who feel safer or more comfortable working from home? How can you play to their strengths and their needs first? Make sure you have systems in place. Make sure you have everything virtual so that those people feel included. It's all about that yes and mindset there as well because some people... They prefer to work from home. That's okay, right? So it's like making sure you keep everything in a space where everybody has access to it virtually or in the office. And then the happens part is it's going to happen. So why not make it a fun space? Slack is a really great tool that I love for my team internally to create culture because I've got people all over and we do create little channels that are culture building channels. That's a tongue twister. So we've got things like trivia days. We do show tune Fridays where you put show tunes into the channel. We've got channels for wins and we've got a high five channel. So if you want to high five somebody for doing a good job, that creates that culture. Even if you're in the office or if you're sitting at your desk by or on a beach, right? And then the y'all is just really making sure every single person feels included. Y'all means all. So make sure that everybody is on the same page. No one who, so if somebody prefers to go into the office, they're not giving special treatment because they prefer to be in person. You're making every single human being feel like they belong in that organization by what I call being cloudy. And that's just being in the cloud, being in the cloud. What is the cloud? (laughs) This is the cloud. This is amazing. So, okay. Obviously someone is thinking now, how can I bring Aaron to my company? We just went through this yell exercise. Her entire broke my eardrums, but I want this to happen in my company. What are the best ways that people can work with you? I love it. Well, you're going to need some cough drops, number one. You're going to need a good yoga instructor, water, water <laughs> hydration. You're going to need those things first and foremost. But we do workshops. So that's sort of our biggest thing that we do is we have 10 power skill training workshops, things like leadership, team building, effective communication, thinking quickly on your feet. And we have an experience that goes along with it. So you get pre-work, you get the live session, you get post-work. It's all fun. That's the fun part. And then we used laughter. We created something over the um, this pandemic called Laugh Breaks. Yes, I was going to ask that. You did it. You said great. So Laugh Breaks. Yes. So that is, if you have your team on Zoom all day, every day, and you want to break up that monotony, you can hire us for 20, 30, or 45 minute, what we call Laugh Breaks, where we bring our improv professionals to your meeting. Sometimes we crash it. Sometimes leaders like it when they don't tell them that we're coming and we're like, oh, oh, sorry. And that. That's fun. Sometimes people know, and we just bring laughter to Zoom and we use the chat box to facilitate laughter and get suggestions. And keynotes are another thing that I do on my own too. So yeah, you can go to our website, learn to improve it.com. And you can say that you heard us on this show because we're going to have you on our show, by the way. Hey, anytime you want, but Taya, you're coming. You're there. I feel <laughs> I'm like I'm going to be there. <laughs> you're going to be there. <laughs> I love this. The reason I was asking for this, and I want the audience to understand 
how someone's lived experience can turn into a career. You've always loved performing. You even performed off-Broadway. You did it for a while. Then you went the corporate route and you started becoming an entrepreneur and you've created a platform. And many people today listening, you know, whether, you know, they're in the pity party moment where they're wondering if they're ever going to get out of something that they lost, which we all go through, they forget that there's something in them that can be taught to others or that can be used as a way to, you know, channel the gift to the world. And I think you're an inspiration in that sense, because maybe when you're young, you might not have thought of what this career is today, but it's still using every skill that you've always had since you were a kid. Thank you so much. And I really, I really received that. Thank you. Because I think that, and you know, and to anybody listening, I want to add to that. Yes, and you for a hot second. Oh I think, gosh. okay, here it is. Without, I told you that I was going to do it, but sometimes you don't have to say that. In the corporate world, they're like piggyback or I want to jump. Anyway, so I think that if you are somebody who is struggling and you think you'll never find that thing, I want to just encourage you to be still and just listen to what comes to mind for you when you think about your power, how you enjoy showing up in the world, and then just continue to explore that. Because the more you explore it and dive deeper into it, the more things start to create and the more momentum you give yourself. And when you start giving yourself that, it's just giving that time to being still and really exploring it. I know a ton of, I could count on my hand, five people who are stagnant in their careers right now because they just don't stop and think about how wonderful they are. That's deep. <laughs> oh, Taya. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I said when they stop and think about how wonderful they are, you froze. Do you know that on my screen? Did I freeze? Oh, I, I didn't. Oh, did it happen? Well, hey, internet, Zoom. <laughs> but wow, that was, maybe that's the world talking to us. The universe talked to us. Yes. So just in case we didn't capture that, you were saying a lot of people don't stop to think about how great they are. Yeah. And I was saying that's deep. It is because there's so many times if I'm looking back at my own trajectory that I could have just stopped and not moved forward with what made me happy. And it's like, if you don't sit and just think about how with the the God-given strengths that you have, you're never going to use them. So go take a moment, stop, think, reflect on you, what drives you. And then you will find a way to bring more of that to the world. Perfect. I feel like that's a perfect way to, to lead into the final question because you've been so incredible. And my final question is my mission statement. And I always ask people this. So my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So how do you use your difference to make a difference? I love that. I think I've always been able to see the good in others and to make them feel special. I think that is different. I don't think everybody does that. So I think my ability is the ability to see you, to see the person listening, to see the qualities in you that you might not be able to see in yourself that are wonderful and make you the human being that you're meant to be. Bars. Okay. Well, thank you, though. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. (laughs) I know. I'm still buzzing from the energy. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I feel like we just like had like a party. Yes. I'm like, now it has to end and I'm sad about it. Hey, it's not ending because I'm yes and in my way to your podcast. Yes, you are. You're on it. You're on it. And for those wondering, the podcast will be in the show notes. So (laughs) 
bunch of yes ands for you here. <laughs> yes and, yes and, yes and. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you, though, for coming on the show. This has been a great pleasure. Thanks for having me. Pleasure's mine. We'll see you on the, you're coming on the Improve It Pod. You're there. Yes. Kings, queens of royalty. Till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.